happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I'm JJ Wang. He's the bearded one, DJ Doug. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers. What is up, JJ Wang? How you doing today? Doing good. I'm on location at the moment. Nice. You are in Texas, correct? I'm currently in Louisiana, New or- right, right outside New Orleans, visiting some friends. Got another road trip tomorrow, headed to Austin, Texas, so it should be real fun. Oh, that's awesome. This is dedication, man. You are vis- doing it from on-site. You're not at home, and you still got on here, and we're ready to roll. So I mean, let's get I, into this. Yeah, eat, sleep, breathe fantasy. I mean, I got time for it anywhere I go, so I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. There you go. There you go. So, hey, uh, we caught my error last week. I, I called it a keep stash trash in case the people didn't notice. Keep and stash means the same exact thing. So we are running a contest looking for some people that would like to join us on the pod for a little bit. It's going to be a keep trade trash. So one player, you get three players. You choose one to keep, one that you will trade, and one that you will throw to the trash heap. It's never that simple. You're not going to get a guy that stinks. It's going to be three decent players, and you got to do that with those three. Which Ways you can join the con- contest or any way to contact us. We have Twitter at Couriers Fantasy, email the fantasy couriers at gmail.com, Facebook at the fantasy couriers, or you can just type in the fantasy couriers. We have had a Facebook following explosion this week. Blowing Instagram, do what? <laughs> Blowing up these days, man. What can we do? What can we do? Instagram, the fantasy couriers, and on the YouTube page, you can um, leave comments, subscribe, share with your friends. We want to see this show grow. We're having fun. We want you to have fun and join us as well. So we have our first question, JJ Wang. Nice. It comes from our buddy, Scott. We do a uh, dynasty league with him, and he's one of the guys that I'll send multiple messages to. Often we'll share ideas for trades in different leagues that we're in because we do too many. But this is a league that we are not in. It's in a league that it's called the Oil League. They're having a, a it's a redraft they're having in late August. Twelve teams. It's an auction draft, two hundred dollar budget, half PPR, one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, three flex, and a tight end. So he did make some good points here. He said, since you guys unfortunately aren't in the league, but obviously way smarter than the 11 other league mates, which who can argue with that and can provide words of unbiased wisdom. I need to know what guys inside the top 10 of each of the four core positions to absolutely avoid. Also JJ Wang, our rookie expert. If I want to stash Fields or Lance on my bench for later in the year, who do you like more? So let's start there. We're going to go with your rookie love. You have rookies everywhere, JJ Wang. If you were to stash for later in the year, who would it be, Fields or Lance, and why? Uh, this is a hard question. I've been going back and forth with this for the last few days ever since I've seen it. I was like, man, this is going to be like, I love both these guys. I mean, I think both these guys are going to be fantastic. Um, Lance happens to be in the right spot with Kyle Shanahan, and Fields just – in the right spot with the Bears because he's going to immediately take over. Um, so I went back, back and forth. Uh, like, if you were trying to stash somebody for this year, I would, I'm going to have to say Fields because I think there's a better chance of Fields playing this year than Lance does. I think if Garoppolo comes in, plays well, and, you know, and they're fighting for the playoffs, I don't see how you take Garoppolo out. Shanahan's not that guy. He's going to he's gonna try to do what is best for the team. And, that, and then we're just going to bring Lance in next year. 
So now if you were to ask me this next year, I'm all aboard the Lance, the Lance hype train. Him and, Sh- him and Shanahan are going to be awesome for the next 10 years together. No doubt in my mind. But if you're looking for somebody this year, I'm thinking Fields is probably on the field probably by week four at, you know, at the latest. I don't think you can go, you're going to be able to, to, um, to deny his talent. He's obviously better than Andy Dalton. I don't think that's – a big, big shock there. Um, I don't think Nagy's good enough to make Dalton good. So we're going to, you're just going to have to go with talent. And I think Justin Fields has all the talent in the world. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. So Scott, if you're listening, you're listening, I'm stashing Fields this year uh, with the hope that, you know, he's going to turn into something big by week, week eight, nine, 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 10. He could be a league winner. Love it, love it, love hot, love the hot take there. You think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Andy Dalton? Wow, that is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Scott also asked us about guys inside the top ten to avoid each position. And some of these, we were scratching our head because generally, if a guy's inside the top ten, it usually means barring injury, he's going to be decent. And uh, I sent Scott a message after reading the email, going, "Man, you must have read the docket for what we're planning to do in this show." So, what we're going to do right now is we're just going to highlight the quarterback and tight end position because the running backs and wide receivers in top in the top ten of their position will be discussed during our large segment today. And what we did is we for our average draft position, we do use the Fantasy Pros website. And we are leaving them at half point PPR for all of our discussion today, which is a, a standard that most people do. Some people go to one point, some people do tight end premium, but we're going to keep it at half point just to be consistent across our across the across our discussions. So the quarterback that you would avoid in top inside the top ten is who, JJ Wayne? So I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. Uh, I know everybody's excited about this guy, and he looks great last year, no doubt. I can't argue that. But I think he's the one guy in the top 12 that's never done it before, you know, other, well, other than Trevor Lawrence. You know how great he's going to be. But Herbert's, you know, this is he only had that one good year, and everybody else that's had that top 10 has all, has all done it before. So I'm going to hitch my – Hitch my wagon to somebody that's been there the last few years instead of that brand new shiny toy at quarterback. Because I mean, honestly, he could finish from seven to possibly thirteen. I guess. I mean, in, the, in that range, they're about all the same. But like I said, I want somebody I know on my team that's done it before. So I'm going Justin Herbert. Yeah. Uh, hey, he he was my initial guy, and then I I looked at it and Scott was asking for a one quarterback league. And the name that stuck in my head is a great quarterback, great NFL guy is Russell Wilson. And the word that sticks to me is consistency. Russ is an amazing NFL quarterback. If I started a team and I wanted a leader that could take my team to the Super Bowl, Russ Wilson would be at the top of the list. But if I'm starting a fantasy team, Russ Wilson's not at the top of my list. I, I don't know if I have ever had him on a team. I followed him since college because he, he was actually in college where my brother was getting his doctorate at the time. And, he just, for me, not consistent. He's on a solid running team. And I look, Russell uh, Herbert was seven uh, on, on quarterbacks, and Russell Wilson was six. And I look down at number 11, which is Jalen Hurts, and there's always the fear of Deshaun Watson. But as of now, he's a starting for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And my thought is a running quarterback gives you an amazing floor. Russ can run, but they're not going to want him to run because he's getting older, and they want to run Carson into the ground. So Russ Wilson is the guy that – uh, if if I had to, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna kick him, kick him out of my team. But there's other guys that I would 
chase before him just for that running floor in general and consistency is a big key there. Now we're going to talk about running backs and wide receivers during this show, but tight ends we're we were going to go over briefly. We know that usually outside the top, what three to five to tight ends or where it depends on who you talk to. There's the top three studs and there's that second little tier. And then it's a bunch of waiver wire fodder, but we, my guy's a little bit outside the top five. Your guy is literally top five tight end. I'm going to do mine because it won't be as controversial as your pick. So I'm, I'm going to tell you, my boy is Logan Thomas. I had him last year. He, I traded him foolishly to clear roster space, and he, he nipped me in the tail during a championship. And he, so he's, he's a hot player right now, hot commodity. He just got paid. Good job, dude. And he, he I mean, he transitioned from quarterback to tight end. He's doing a great job, but I think for – for fantasy this year, there's going to be some regression. He can't have a season that good. Fitzpatrick has so many more weapons in Washington to throw to than he did before. And I think Logan Thomas can finish. He could finish tight end six. He could finish tight end 20 because there's he's in that blob. So raise some controversy here, Mr. Wang. Who are you All talking right. about? My tight end. Um, so, who I, so who I really wanted to go with was – George Kittle, but I didn't really want to take yet. Um, so I mean, I'm still. I mean, it might be a few weeks away from that. It might be coming to that, but but as of right now, my, I'm going to go with uh, my tight end as Mark Andrews. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of Andrews. He had that one blow up. He had that blow up season, and then you know that's what we've been looking for since. But if we all want uh, Lamar Jackson to take that next step as a passer, and they brought in these weapons. Um, so if you want him to take that next step as a passer, somebody's going to have to sacrifice the targets. And Lamar Jackson throws to the tight end a lot. So if we want him to throw to these wide receivers, that's going to take away from what Andrews does and make those receivers um, more of a threat on the outside. So if you think Lamar Jackson can take that next step and be a better better passer, then somebody has to suffer. And I think that's going to be Mark Andrews. Now to say, you know, we all know how the tight end landscape is. So, I mean, he's probably still going to be, you know, eight, nine ranked tight end, but somebody's going to have to suffer in that offense. And I'm thinking it's going to be Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews, he, he could fall into the category of the Tyler Lockett of tight ends. Yeah, and absolutely. I love some Mark Andrews. He's on my, my mega dynasty team, but he is the, he could be even the Russell Wilson, the inconsistent, the roller coaster <laughs> ride you're going to go on. So to, to further Scott's discussion, um, he'll see some guys discuss during this net, our main portion of discussion today. What we want to do over the next couple of weeks is look at it's draft season coming up. It is August. Leagues are drafting anywhere. A lot of leagues draft at the middle of the month. Uh, our league that we have an auction league coming up in two weeks, mainly because of time and my family when they're home and not. But we're going to look at not ranking or tiered we're talking about that later on we're, we're not going to look at naming who's our top 10 players because you hear that enough on other pods what we want to do is do highlights we want to really go in depth with a couple of guys so what we're going to do this week is we're going to talk about the first two rounds of the draft and each of us is going to pick a stud from that round and a bust from that round and what we are using is we're assuming that a 12 team league so Picks 1 through 12 would be round 1. 13 through 24 would be round 2. We're going to keep it at 0.5 PPR. And regardless of position, you'll notice today it was running backs and receivers, as we highlighted, talking about Scott, because it 
unless you're doing super flex, you're not going to touch a quarterback for a while, unless you're in a home league where everybody drafts quarterbacks way too early and you either look like a genius for waiting on Matt Ryan or you reach along with the consensus. So we're going to assume it's one quarterback super flex. We'll talk about we've talked about and it's growing in popularity. And if it was super flex, there would be quarterbacks in this discussion, but we kept it at a one quarterback league for the sake of not talking about quarterbacks too much. So I'm, I'm going to jump in first and you all will see why in a couple of minutes. <laughs> first round stud is Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke is a beast. Zeke is a, a Awesome giant mammoth of a man running through there, six foot, 228, running through the line, running down linebackers and linemen. But last year he didn't really do it because everybody on the team was trying to tackle him. You talked about Andy Dalton not being that good. Well, Andy Dalton was the quarterback for him last year, as well as Ben DiNucci, JMU's own for a week. So if you have those guys being your quarterback, people are going to go, the ball's not going to go more than eight yards anyway. So we're going to put our best cornerbacks on the receivers, maybe a linebacker on the tight end. And it was Dallas. They had three cornerbacks Had to do some nickel and whatnot, but Zeke still managed in 15 games, 979 yards and six touchdowns. It was a down year for him. He was getting, he's still at the four. He's still getting four yards to carry. So that's still pretty decent. Other than that, Zeke has never had a season below 1350 yards unless he was suspended for being a knucklehead. Zeke is a stud. Dak is healthy. To me, Zeke's year depends upon Dak. If Dak is playing, that opens up, and that's for any running back in the league in general. If you want to have a good year, you want a good quarterback, and you want it open. There are a couple of, court, of running backs that can get out, like Steven Jackson would have been the someone that changed that. But Dak is healthy. Well, as of this, he's talking about a shoulder injury, but they say he should get out of that fine. But Dak's going to play the season. Zeke's going to be back to Zeke, and Zeke's going to eat. Oh, I don't, I don't have any doubt with that. Um, he was talking about the quarterback play, very suspect last year. The offensive line was very suspect, too. I mean, they had injuries all up and down the line. So if you got a bad quarterback, right, a bad running back, uh, you got great receivers, though. I mean, you do got great receivers. But, I mean, those two things affect the running back the most. So when you're going from a top five quarterback to a bottom five quarterback and your offensive line is in shambles, what do you expect the guy to do? He still almost got 100,000 uh, yards. And in the beginning of the year when Dak was playing, Zeke was, Zeke was playing well. Zeke was playing like Zeke. But, like I said, once that quarterback goes down, your running game is going to suffer. I don't doubt Zeke probably and will still end up with 250 carries. Uh, I think they want to introduce Pollard a little more this year to save some of that wear and tear, which makes sense. But Zeke's still going to be the the, um, the touchdown guy. He's still going to be the man in Dallas. Jerry paid him a lot of money, and we all know Jerry likes to be right. So <laughs> they're going to give the ball to Zeke because Jerry paid him, and Jerry's always right. So this that's how it's going to be. And as long as Zeke's on the team, Zeke's the man. Zeke's going to get his yards. I mean, he's definitely a top running back, without a doubt. So funny stat, the last two years, Zeke had exactly 71 targets two years in a row. And in his early career, Zeke wasn't a, a pass catcher. He's caught 50-plus catches in the last three years. I think it goes down with your Pollard comment, and he's going to move forward. So who's your first stud? Who's your stud for us? All right, so my guy is going to be Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's currently going as the number six running back. He's going to be my stud. I'm 
Like last year, they he started thirteen games. He had over he had almost twelve hundred yards, eleven touchdowns. So he had what two hundred thirty rushes. So I think after the the offense is going to be completely redone. Uh, they brought in Wentz, who's actually injured right now. I don't think he's going to miss much of the season. I understand that just brings in more rushing yards for him. So I think you were looking at you know two hundred and fifty to two hundred seventy five rushes, right? Um, he had thirty six receptions last year, which wasn't bad. So if we can jump that up to maybe 40 receptions, 350 yards, maybe another touchdown or two. I mean, we're looking at definitely a top five running back here because he's going to get the ball. I'm not really scared about Marlon Mack. I don't think he's going to be used a whole lot. I thought they, I think they just brought him back because they felt bad for the guy. Um, so, hey, we know the guy. We like him. You know, let's bring him back in. He knows the system. And then Naheem Hines, I, I mean, I'm – I'm neither here nor there on that guy. I mean, he's definitely a good receiving back, but I think that offense is going to run through Jonathan Taylor, which makes complete sense. That's how they, that's how it happened in um, Wisconsin. It worked there. So, I mean, if he can even get up to that 300 carry mark, maybe, who knows? Uh, with Wentz at quarterback, you know, they're not great. They're not a great passing team. So why not just run the ball downfield when you got that workhorse running back? I mean, I think, Definitely the number one RB1 is definitely in the picture for this guy because he can catch the ball, and that's all that matters. And his touchdowns are definitely going to be there because I think the offense is much better, and he is by far and away the goal line back. I don't see anybody else getting in, get, touching the ball inside the 10. So so it kind of goes along right along with your next – our next segment as part of the first round. Um, so let's share a little bit of this controversy here. What do you got? So my, my first round bust is Jonathan Taylor. Now, we discussed this before realistically those top 10 backs you're throwing the dart as to who's going to bust and a lot of times it's injury something sometimes like zeke busted last year busted in air quotes because his quarterback stunk well guess what jonathan taylor as of today doesn't have a starting quarterback now carson wentz has said he's going to rest his foot and he's going to rest this throughout the week and see how he's feeling. So knowing the luck of Carson Wentz and weird injuries, he's probably going to need surgery, which now he pushed that surgery back a week by resting himself. So we're looking at Eason or they just, they just signed Hundley. So um, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But I look at him similarly to what we talked about with Zeke. Do I think Jonathan Taylor is a stud? Absolutely. Is he on one of my teams? Absolutely. I got a backfield of Taylor, Barkley, and Chubb. Get ready to get rolled, J.J. Wang. But there is a realm of possibility where he busts because there's so many people trying to tackle him. They're going to load the box. And when you load the box, there's only certain people that can run you over. Jim Brown could run people over because he was bigger than everybody. Jonathan Taylor, he's a big boy, 5'10", 226. He's not as, not as tall as Zeke. That's why he's not my stud. Jonathan Taylor had 1,169 yards last year, but he also had 253 in week 16. So it sort of throws, throws it out the window a little bit. He only had two games over 100 yards. The Wentz is a guy I like. I mentioned that early on an earlier podcast, but I think Wentz could be a hindrance to Taylor, and it could be the reason that he busts in the first round. It's hard for me to say. That he busts, but I'm going to plant my little bitty flag right there on Jonathan Taylor that he was going to bust. 
I mean, that's understandable. I mean, I can see what you're saying. You're talking about the 250-yard game. Or you can look at that as a positive. He's able to run for a 250-yard game. How many backs can do that? Against so, the Jaguars. Against the Jaguars. Right. Against the NFL team. Not everybody can do that. So, like I said, it could, like, like I said we're confident that he's actually going to be – a, uh, you know, a stud, but you know, you never know. That that offense is definitely sketchy. It's going to actually it's going to lead me right into my next, you know, bust. It's, it's going to be hard to say, but I I will say I don't own any shares of this guy. Um, my guy is uh, Saquon Barkley. He's currently going as the number five running back. Uh, of course, we haven't seen much of Barkley the last two years. You know, he's been hurt. He had that ACL last year. I think he played in what thirteen games the year before. I think it was 13 games, and then he missed um, with the ACL. Uh, so, so all only thing we're looking at is that one giant rookie season that he had. He had boatload of yards, and he also had a ton of catches. I think he had 91 receptions that year, if I'm correct, which is a lot. Um, so, I mean, the offense was just going every everywhere through him. And we all know I'm not a big Giants fan by any stretch of the means. I'm not a big um, uh, Daniel Jones fan, not a Kenny Galladay fan. So, uh, and, uh, that offensive line isn't great. So, I think it's going to be tough for Barkley to find big running rooms to um, even, even be effective on the ground. Now, is he going to be a bust? I mean, we're probably talking – I'm thinking maybe 10, 11, 12 running back instead of like number five. But if I'm paying up for somebody, I think that's going to get that. I'd rather go somewhere in another direction. Cause like, we're just, I feel like we're just chasing that rookie season. Kind of like that Josh Gordon season. Everybody was chasing that, chasing that great season that he had. And it just, that's probably never going to happen again. That was an all time great season and running backs don't replicate those great seasons frequently. So if you want to chase that, I mean, that's fine. You do what you got to do. But I'm staying away from Barkley. Like I said, I don't have him anywhere. Probably not going in that direction. So he's my bust. Yeah, I told you, but we were talking before. I said Barkley and Zeke to me are very comparable. Barkley, you even look at um, this the season, the second season where he was a dud, he still averaged 4.6 a carry. So Barkley falls into that health thing. I, I, I'm a, I'll have Barkley. I told you I just had Barkley, Taylor. I have both of our, our – Bust on one team. Glad we didn't talk about Chubb on the same team. And boy, did you hit that reception mark right. Good job. So we're moving on to round number two. And round number two would be 13 through 24 picks. We each have some studs. Since I started last time, why don't you tell us your stud for round two? All right. So uh, my stud is uh, another running back, um, Austin Eckler out of uh, L.A. from the Chargers. You know, he's that he's that PPR running back. He's, he's going to catch a lot of passes. He got hurt last year, but when once he came back from that injury, he was heavily involved in the passing attack. I mean, he was getting ten targets, fifteen targets. Herbert obviously likes the guy. Um, who doesn't? Where you can just jump, dump this off to this wide open running back in the flat that can make moves. So, is he the best rushing running back? Absolutely not. I mean, we're probably talking about seven hundred, eight hundred yards rushing. Um, maybe five, six rushing touchdowns. But when you're getting 75 catches for another 700 yards and possibly another five to six touchdowns, that's a gigantic season. We're looking at 1,400 total yards, 10 touchdowns, plus those 75 catches. I mean, 
we're talking. I mean, he actually, I think he could actually be maybe a top five running back if he gets those catches. I know it's hard to say, but like if he stays healthy, there's nobody else behind him. They're not giving the ball. They're not scared of any other running back that's going to come in off of Eckler. I mean, it's been like that for years. Nobody's made made their way yet. So it's the Austin Eckler show, and that team's going to throw a lot, and he's going to be open a lot. I mean, I think his 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 ceiling is crazy. Okay, not an Eckler <laughs> guy. <laughs> I got no, but it. it you're you're throwing out there. You're planting your flag. He's your number two guy, not an extra guy. Uh, your points are 100% valid. I'm with you on the points and the catches. I I just don't I don't know. There's I just don't feel it with Eckler. He's he's been here for five for four years. It's year five, and they drafted Gordon. They, you know, I, he is the only guy. So the he can get there because someone has to. Do I so think top five? No, golly, no, I don't think top five. But he'll he's gonna have a decent season. He's he's a good he's a good second round pick. So we're we're talking second rounders here. So if he's in the middle of the second round, like I know guys that will take him in the first round. I think are you one of those guys? If you're a late first him, rounder, I would take him on the turn. You know, yeah. if I had that, you know, that 11, 12 pick, I'd probably pick him up on that one, two pick. I mean, I'm a big running back guy. So I mean, if I can get Eckler at the beginning of round two. And he has the ceiling to be a top six, top five running back. I mean, why not? I mean, that's that's good value there. Because like you said, there's just nobody else. I just can't even express that. There's nobody else there. They drafted Roundtree. I'm not worried about that guy because they drafted Kelly last year and wasn't turned out to not be worried about that guy. They got Justin Jackson. Nobody's worried about that guy. So I mean, <laughs> who else? Are, I mean, who else are they going to? I just don't. I don't see how you can't be excited for this guy. Keenan Allen show, Keenan Allen show. So speaking of there being nobody else to throw to or run with, <laughs> my guy, my stud from the second round is the guy I, I wanted so badly. I finally was able to pull off a trade in one of my dynasty leagues. And that is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Now, now all the Kyle Pitts truthers, just take a deep breath. Kyle Pitts is a rookie, a rookie tight end at that. He's not going to catch 95 balls at first. 32,000 yards and 75 touchdowns like most of you believe he is. Kyle Pitts is going to be an average player this year. Now, Calvin Ridley, he's going to be a stud, an absolute freaking stud. Gone is Julio Jones. Gone is Julio Jones getting his 80 to 136 catches every year. Last year, he only played nine games and still had 700 yards. Bye-bye. So there are... 51 receptions and 68 targets coming his way. Oh, but some people say, well, what about Russell Gage? Oh, Russell Gage is a great player. I love Russell Gage. I was getting ready to talk about Russell Gage as I close my window with Russell Gage stats. But Russell Gage was balling out last year when Julio wasn't there. Russell Gage, I believe, will be the number two behind Calvin. But Russell Gage, he got 72 receptions last year. So Julio had... Was it 60 couple? Russell had 72, and Calvin Ridley still had 90 receptions. So the art, the art, there is no way that Calvin Ridley is going to be worse. They Matt Ryan throws the ball. They aren't going to be a running team. Mike Davis is a guy I like but don't love. He's a good, he's a good late round pickup if you're looking to go with the wide receiver heavy strategy. But 
this is Calvin Ridley's year. He's last year was year three. So he's, he's an old school receiver. Year three is when old school receivers come into their own and then they're studs for a bunch of years. Calvin Ridley is a older receiver, which is interesting. So he, he is, he will be playing this year at from he'll turn 27 actually at the end of the December, which is interesting for a fourth year player. So, but he's coming into his own. So he's in his prime, wide receiver prime. He got 1,374 yards. Could he get that again? For sure. He got nine touchdowns. Is he going to beat that? Absolutely. I would even venture to say I could see Calvin Ridley being the wide receiver one. And if I can get the wide receiver one in the second round, Calvin Ridley is currently going at average draft position of 21. So if if you're telling me with the 21st pick, I can get the wide receiver one, boom. He's my man. Drop the mic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't. I mean, the ce- the ceiling is crazy, Heather. But your disdain for Kyle Pitts is really annoying me right now. I don't understand that. <laughs> Rookie. I don't want to make this the Kyle Pitts show, but let's be honest. Kyle Pitts isn't going to be playing tight your typical tight end for that team. He's not even going to line up on the line. They're going to put him in. The, they're going to put him out wide slot, whatever, and they're going to get get his catch. But that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Calvin Ridley. But yeah, I mean, I think. The ceiling is super high. You know they're going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, he's he's by far and away their best receiver on that team. Not really worried about Russell Gage. He's not 72 catches. I mean, that's fine. He might get that again. Not them got no hard feelings towards Gage. But Calvin really can de- – next two years could definitely be that receiver that makes that jump to be that number one guy. You did say he was a little old, older, which is funny because I think he's the same age as Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper has been in the league, it feels like, for 17 years. So, I mean, it's just weird how that kind of works out. But I can't argue with – really. I don't have really any argument because he's going to get 150 targets, maybe more. I mean, is it possible for him to jump up to 160, 165? I mean, it's possible. I mean, they're going to be throwing a lot. The team is the team isn't good, so you know they're going to be coming from behind. There's going to be so much garbage points involved. Um, the only thing is, is when they get down into the end zone, they're not going to be looking for Calvin Ridley. They're going to be looking for. Kyle Pitts because he's like eight feet tall and he can just jump over everybody. So he's not, he's going to be getting his touchdowns from outside the 20, which is fine. It'll probably still end up with eight, nine or 10, but I can't argue with Calvin Ridley being, being a second round stud. Honestly, I mean, if I could get Ridley in the second round, I'd be happy with that. Got no, got no quarrels. Um, Jump over to, um, jump over to my, um, second round bust here and sticking with the wide receiver it's kind of hard for me to do this because I mean he's been so good for so long but I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins that uh, he's I think he's the number four a wide receiver going off the board um like I said he's been good for a really long time you know he always gets targets but I'm I'm just fading that Arizona offense at the moment I don't think it's going to be as good as some people think it is. I mean, they're going to throw a lot, but that offense kind of like spreads it out a little more. Kyler Murray, I mean, I think Kyler Murray is going to be good, obviously, but I'm not, not really a huge Kyler Murray fan. I just think, yeah, I think Hopkins is turning 29. So, I mean, it's about that time in, in his life where he's just going to start declining as a receiver. I mean, it happens to everybody, unless your name's Julio. He's still playing. But, like, even Julio is starting to get hurt a lot more. 
So, like I said, he's the number four uh, wide receiver coming off the board. I'm thinking maybe around that 11, 12 range is where he actually finishes up. Uh, but just not – I don't have Hopkins anywhere. I'm just not not a huge fan. Uh, but like I said, the talent's definitely there. I mean, he's going to probably get his target. I'm just, just not really too excited about the guy. What do you think? Oh, I love Hopkins. I love the Arizona, the running gun. I think he is right where he should be. I couldn't disagree with you more. I think Hopkins has two more years of top-tier production. I think there's a couple of guys that are over over him, but he, I mean, he's not the number one overall, but I, I think he's going to ball out. But then again, the guy I'm going to mention, I'm pretty sure you're, you're a fan of as well. So okay. I, I was torn between two guys, and they were basically for the same reason. I, I was torn between DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson, and I, I, said, I, I settled for DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is going to hear this, and he's going to crush me because he is a giant mammoth of a human being. DK Metcalf had an amazing season last year. I mean, you can't say 83 for 1,310 is a dud of a season. Well, unless you consider that most of those yards came in the first half of the season. So we're going back to my discussion of Russ Wilson earlier. Russ Wilson, great quarterback. DK Metcalf, great receiver. But DK wasn't consistent. DK had the giant week 11 game where he had 177 yards. But in the second half of the season, he eclipsed 61 yards two times. So in the last eight games, he was way down there with 28, 46, 177, 80, 61, 43, 59, and 21 yards. Now, I don't want that to be my wide receiver one. He is going so – like, he's going through the roof. There, there are people that are trading away in Dynasty, trading away their souls for DK, and I might do that. But for this year, and a lot of our focus we talked about, a lot of our focus right now is going to be on the upcoming season, not the future after the season. I just can't fathom myself taking – DK to be the number five receiver when I just mentioned Calvin Ridley, who is two picks later than DK Metcalf, is a un, is a number one receiver. DK, they love Tyler Lockett. Russ loves Tyler Lockett. Russ loves throwing it to everybody. Russ is a he'll he'll throw it to whoever is open and whoever he can get to. So could DK go bonkers? Yeah. Could DK is DK gonna be a total, total bust? No. DK he can reign, he could be a number one receiver or he could be a number two receiver, depending upon which season he decides to give us. What do you think there? Yeah, I'm, I probably feel the same way about DK that you feel about Hopkins. I mean, DK coming into the league, nobody had any faith in this guy. Well, this guy can only do this. This guy can only do this. But they realized that when he came into the league that, wait a minute, this guy really is bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody. I mean, I know I probably say that a lot, but, I mean, it's the case with this guy. And he said, I think he was talking about Ridley. They said that third year, that fourth year was their breakout year. The third, um, I mean, this is what we're going into. I mean, DK's already been that number one guy, and he's only going to get better. I know Seattle wants to run the ball a lot. I think Tyler Lockett's going to start fading. That's just going to open up more targets for DK. DK is becoming a better football player, a better wide receiver. And why would you not want to just throw it to this guy when you're running around scrambling in the backfield? Now, like I said, I know they're going to run it a lot, but I think that 83 catches for 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns is repeatable for this. I don't know if it's repeatable a word. That sounds like we made it one, if not. 
all right, we'll go, we'll go with that. I was like, I'm not, I don't know if it's repeatable, but I think, but I think it definitely is. The touchdowns can even possibly go up to what 14, 15. He's just a big, big red zone threat. Why would you not? Who else are they going to throw to in the red zone? They don't. Nobody. They got Gerald Everett. Why would you? Gerald Everett, my boy. (laughs) Me, maybe we'll see. We might get a few. chances but like i said i think what he did last year could continue over the next few years and possibly even better now i don't think he's going to be that 110 catch guy i don't think that really what his game goes goes into but i think he could definitely be that 1500 yard receiver with those 13 14 15 touchdowns and i think the sky's the limit for this guy he's only what 23 so i mean we got 10 years of watching this guy to just kill the nfl it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch so if i heard you correctly you just said you think dk metcalf is going to have a better season than deandre hopkins that is exactly what i said i think i think dk metcalf has a better season than deandre hopkins well 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 that leads me to thinking mr wang i think that we need to start a bet pool amongst the two of us not a monetary bet pool but i'm starting a file where we'll keep track of random bets throughout the year and whoever wins the most bets the other one will have to do something embarrassing dress embarrassing something ridiculous we'll have that by the end of the season might even have a poll for it or take ideas so if you have any ideas feel free to send them to us and at some point at the end after the season the loser will have to Dress like a maroon, do something silly and, and be a crazy wackadoo. So as of today, the first week in August, our first official bet is who will be better in this? Will this be better? We'll do better ADP according to a better finish, according to fan, according to fantasy pros 0.5 PPR. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like, Hey, so you heard it. It's locked in. It's locked in. And it's ready. DK versus D Hop. You know I'm going to win. Everybody listening, feel free to weigh in on who you think is the better, who's going to have the better season. Because we all know, I just want to know that I'm going to be the one that's right. Everybody's going to agree with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's move on to training camp as we're getting towards the end here. It's it's training camp season. We like we're going to call this segment training camp uh ohs news and anything else we'd like to share. So the big news of training camp: Aaron Rodgers is back. Business as usual. He got a bag of money. He got a little more rights. He got Randall Cobb. Now Devontae Adams wants some money. But what we know right now is they're both going to ball out this year. It might be the last dance. Who knows? And the Packers are going to be totally fine, totally, totally fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the Packers being any different than they've been the last three years. I mean, Rodgers is going to come in, do what Rodgers does, throws for thirty touchdowns, throws like three interceptions, and Adams is going to have a zillion yards and a zillion touchdowns. That's how, it's just how it goes. I mean, it's not going to be any different. They're going to finish 13 and three and not make the Super Bowl because that's just what the Packers do. So, and then Aaron Rodgers can be all mad and go somewhere else next year and lose the Super Bowl somewhere else, which is completely fine. I mean, but my biggest take is this whole, of this whole thing. I knew Rodgers was going to come back. Well, I thought Rodgers was going to come back. My Please. biggest take on this whole thing is – him asking for Randall Cobb. He's like, I'll come back, but you got a big back Randall Cobb. But like, is Randall Cobb that much of a difference maker? 
that it allows Aaron Rodgers to come back. I mean, I feel like that was just be like, hey, watch this. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove that I'm in charge here. I'm gonna bring in Randall Cobb. So what? They had to give up a fourth round, fifth round pick for Randall Cobb. It couldn't be a lot. I don't even know what you would get for Randall. So I mean, like I said, but we all know Rodgers likes his guys and when he likes his guys he's going to throw to his guys so you know randall cobb's going to come in he's probably going to get a lot of targets just because aaron Rodgers likes him but yeah it's that team is going to be the same it's been the last few years i don't think i don't see much i don't see much difference randall cobb for a sixth rounder i mean but randall cobb is the same age as julio if I'm, they're pretty close in ages so maybe he's <laughs> I almost said it without laughing. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna close out here with uh, some hype. Some hype that we we believe that all all training camp is is coach speak. Everybody's so great. Heck, if if I was if we were up here visiting the Washington football team, they probably would say we could be the backup to Antonio Gibson because we're looking so good in practice. But let's think about what is some hype that you do believe. What's some hype you believe? All right, so. Might sound crazy. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of hype around this team in a really long time, but I think it's finally on the uptake. I'm going to go with the dynamic duo of Michael Carter and Elijah Moore, uh, the two rookies that are coming in. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of running back depth in New York that I'm really worried about. I think they got P. Ryan, somebody else, and maybe a couple more guys. I think that's I how it works out. So, so you know he's going to get, you know he's going to get his touches, and he's going to be that. I think he's going to be, be that PPR back, so he's going to be in there on third down as long as he can be that good blocking back or that good, you know, blocking back for his quarterback. As long as he can do that, I think he'll get in there. Um, I think he can run a little bit between the tackles. It's not going to be his forte, um, but I think that offense is going to be a little more wide open with a new regime coming in. They got more of the Kyle Shanahan type offense coming in which we know works well if you're able to do it. And then Elijah Moore, I think he's going to be that security blanket for Zach Wilson when he drops back. I know they still got um, Crowder, I think. They still got him as the slot guy. I don't think it's going to be too hard for Moore to take over that spot. They they did bring in Corey Davis on the outside. I don't think too many people's got high hopes for him. I know Mims is still there. I haven't heard anybody say anything good about that guy. So I don't even know if he's going to make the team. So as I've, so as far as these guys coming in and being integrated in the offense, I mean, why not? You got your rookie running back, your rookie quarterback, and your rookie wide receiver. Let the hype train begin. I mean, we're to the moon here. <laughs> I mean, let's get real. Us, us Dolphin fans? Or hope not. <laughs> But I, no. I'm a Michael Carter guy, and being that I lost Cam Akers on my Michael Carter team, I sure hope so. They don't have to win games. They just got to get fans <laughs> points for all I care. My 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 hype train, I believe, is a, a pair of Alabama quarterbacks, or maybe this should be called the hope train for me. It would yeah. be Tua and, and Hertz. I'm hearing similar stuff on both of those guys that they're just they're they're getting air they're airing it out. Both Tua was seen as a as dud last year. Hertz was seen as a, just a guy that can run, but they're also they're highlighting. The coaches are talking about they're they're throwing bombs. They're hitting receivers. They're looking good. Uh, even going on to my boy, my hope train guy, which is Tua. Yeah. Um, they did a they did an interview with Mike Gasicki talking about how he has grown as a leader in the locker room is starting to collect around him. I'm. I have both of them. I've got way too much Tua, but that's because I'm that stupid fan that decides to draft his boy. And I'll, I'll go down. I'll go down with the ship. And I got Hurts in one area where I need him. And 
Hurts always is going to have that Watson stigma around him till it's all said and done. I mean, I'm, the Eagles might need a starting safety. Who knows? But and Sean Watson could fill that hole. We'll see where it goes. But my my true hype train comes from a guy that I I had on every single dynasty team until I just traded him to get Calvin Ridley as part of a package. It's Amon Ra St. Brown. Equinemius's little brother who's coming in. Everything I heard before, during draft was that he was a stud. He's coming in. And the Lions are saying on day one, he looked like a polished receiver. I like him so much that in my most recent draft, they predicted that I was going to pick him. It's a long draft. Like, well, we know the next pick's going to be St. Brown. I'm like, how did you know? Because they know my love for St. Brown. And if he's looking good, who else is there in Detroit? Somebody's got to catch the ball. We're going back to this whole Austin Eckler's got to be good because nobody's there. Well, St. Brown's got to be good because nobody's there. Williams will be hurt. Cephas, my brother-in-law is trying to convince me Cephas is the next big, the next hotness. Uh, Hawkinson will be, he'll get his, but Sam Brown's got good size. I see it happening, man. I see it happening. Anything from my takes? I mean, I think I picked him up in the league here, there, but like I said, I don't know enough about the guy. I hear people talk. I mean, he looks good out there. I think he's a 6'4". I think he's a big dude, right? 6'4", 6'5". So, I mean, I like that big, tall receiver. I mean, that's the kind of receiver I go after. So, I mean, I hope he succeeds. But I can't sit here and say I'm all aboard the hype train. It is the Detroit Lions. They don't really have pretty much anything on that team. They do. Now, the difference between Austin Eckler, other than being a running back and a wide receiver, that's obvious. But Austin Eckler has Justin Herbert throwing the ball. And – St. Brown has Jared Goff owning the ball. Um, now, I think we would all take Herbert over Goff. I mean, I think we're all in agreement there. So I don't think Goff is going to be that guy that can just dish out balls to everybody on the field. I think Hawkson might have a solid solid season. Um, Swift, I mean, they'll be dropping it off to him quite a bit. But I don't see Equinemius Brown being that first-year wide receiver breakout. I just, I mean, that's just not – what I what I envision it. Could he get maybe 700 yards and five touchdowns? I mean, maybe. I don't know where that puts him in the rankings, but that's kind of like a Michael Pittman season um, had last year. So could, you he know, be Michael Pittman? could it be Michael Pittman from last year? I mean, maybe. I like Pittman. Obviously, I like Pittman way better than St. Brown. But I, I need to I need to train on your St. Brown. You 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 think he's his brother for some reason. We're gonna work on that throughout the season as you get to know oh, Amon Ross St. Brown. But oh, ironically, man. do you know who Amon Ross St. Brown's college teammate was? Ooh, Michael Pittman. Maybe you can tell Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman Jr. So it's a great comp. He's coming out one year after his college teammate, and he's gonna pick it up. Like, I'm not thinking him to be D hop this year, you know, the best of those two receivers, but he's, I think he'll be okay. And he'll grow into the season. So some hot news for everybody. We have decided once we get into season, you get double the pleasure, double the fun of the fantasy couriers. We'll be doing two shows in season. Uh, we're discussing the, the likelihood of what it's going to look like, probably a quick show middle of the week and a more in-depth show over the weekend is what we're looking at just to get us through the season, have a little more fun. And so we can get a lot less sleep while we're staying up watching too much football. Make sure you subscribe and share us with all your friends. The more people listen to us, the more this amazing, great news we can get out. Also, the contest is running. We'll be picking winners soon for a Keep Trade Trash. You can see us on Twitter at Couriers Fantasy. Email the fantasycouriers at gmail.com. Facebook, the 
the fantasy at the fantasy couriers instagram the fantasy couriers or just send us a youtube comment and we will get back to you we will use you in the show as you see our entire program today was based upon scott's question for the most part so jj wang take us out of here yeah, great show. The couriers are blowing up. We got a lot of uh, great content coming for you. So as always, trust yourself and trust the process.